Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty, Luke Johnson, Dalton Stanford broadcasting from the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg today. Around the wonderful state of Mississippi on the Super Talk Radio Network. We're glad you're with us this afternoon and always appreciate you turning us tuning us in. Opening segment of the show today and every day sponsored by our good buddies at Dickey's Barbecue Pit. Proud supporters of the Eagle Hour. Proud supporters of Southern Miss Athletics. Great food seven days a week at Dickey's around the state. Also, they'll cater any event for you, large or small. So if you've got something upcoming here in the Hattiesburg or Laurel area or in your hometown where there's a Dickey's, we suggest you reach out and let Dickey's do the cooking. You could just sit back, relax, and enjoy the good food. Uh, they'll cater any event, large or small. You know, there's a big connection between Jones College and Southern Miss Athletics. Also, a number of junior colleges, of course, in Southern Miss. But this connection between Jones and Southern Miss has really paid big dividends in baseball, uh, both from a coaching standpoint, player standpoint. Also plays some pretty big dividends in football. We're going to explore some of these junior college connections to Southern Miss a little later in the show. We're about to talk a little soccer because soccer season is underway. And uh, we've got a former star from Southern Miss Soccer on the program. But first, greetings to Luke Johnson over in Laurel. I woke up this morning, Bob. I thought I was swimming when I walked outside because there was rain. And then when the rain stopped, it was the humidity. So I felt like I was... Paddling through the air this morning, but it, the sun has come out, and I don't know about you, man. We were kind of we got hooked up in July, but we have been paid for it here in August. It has been brutally hot. So wherever you're listening to the Eagle Hour today, drink some Gatorade or some water and stay cool. Well, you know you live in South Mississippi when you get a summertime shower, and then you go outside when the rain has stopped, and there's so much steam coming up from the streets and the ground. <laughs> it appears the the earth has caught on fire. I, I'm sure you've seen that. Sure have, man. And it, I tell you what, you, yesterday, you know, the heat index was like 115, and I didn't realize this till last year. We got some high school football players uh, I was seeing this week. You know, if the if the temps like the heat index is over like 105, 106, MHSAA says they can't wear, you know, pads and stuff. So it's been so brutal. It's affecting, you know, football practices and stuff around the area. I got to believe the first football game is going to be pretty brutally hot, too, based on the, the way things are right now. Would you Would you guess I'm probably right about that? Yeah, but it'll be at 7 o'clock, so it'll be only 93 at 7 o'clock versus 103 at 3 o'clock. Right. All right. Well, as we we mentioned, soccer is already underway. The uh, lady soccer team played at LSU this past weekend and played very well. They lost 2-1, to but in a very close match. They go up to uh, face one of the schools up north uh, a little, I guess, this weekend as well. And then things will kick off for real. Our first guest, Andrea Rivera, is not going to go with them. She's finished her soccer career. She played at USM from 2014 to 2017. Had a great career. 
But Andrea, I'm sure, has good insight into what these uh, young women are dealing with right now and what they're thinking. And Andrea, we're glad to have you on the Eagle Hour. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. So, Andrea, you're from Pensacola where it gets pretty warm as well. But can you remember practicing uh, soccer here in Hattiesburg when it's like it is now, you know, 97 degrees and 89% humidity? Oh, I definitely can. I actually have uh, still to this day a picture from my senior year after one of our uh, preseason practices where I was laying on three bags of ice because it was so hot outside. (laughs) I've never heard of that before, but that's a pretty good idea, Andrea. Yeah. All right, so soccer. You, You come here, you play from 2014 through 2017. How did you end up here from Pensacola, Florida? And if someone asked you to describe your experience as a Southern Miss athlete in just a few words, what would you say? Well, I got to Southern Miss uh, because of Coach Mo. Coach Mo came to an ID camp over here in Pensacola, and we talked for a little while, and then after a couple months of going back and forth, I decided to go over there. And my experience at Southern Miss was honestly pretty great. I met my lifelong friends there. Still to this day, I mean, we're scattered now since everybody graduated. Uh, we have people in California, we have people in Chicago, we have people in Texas, and I'm in Pensacola. And then I still have, obviously, the team in Hattiesburg. Um, it was very memorable, and I loved being there. Luke? Andrea, you uh, you played midfield and, and forward, and you know sometimes uh, those uh, those positions are, are interchangeable. Occasionally, was there one that you favored more than the other? Did you like the midfield or did you like up front? I liked playing midfield a lot more than playing up front. I felt like up front, I um, I don't know. I I always liked playing wing a lot more than playing forward. I played uh, for a long time, and that's how I got in. I I kicked at Southern Miss, so that's how I got into football kicking was with soccer. I played soccer for 15 years. Always liked the midfield. I I did like finishing up top, but the midfield is where the action is. And, you know, there's people out there, uh, they they may not really grasp the game of of soccer the way that you and I might would. But in the collegiate game, uh, what percentage do you think uh, the the midfield takes up in, in the possession of a game? Oh, gosh. It's kind of hard to say, to be honest. I mean, I've always thought at least the center midfielders, they're kind of the playmakers, in my opinion, because everything kind of has to go through them. Um, I would say the midfield, I can't say there's one part of the team that is more important than the other, but a lot does go through the midfield. A lot of, like you said, the action does happen in the midfield. So it's a very important part of the game, and the players that are there are very important as well. We've uh, we've had Coach Mo on uh, a, a few times. Had him on last week. Was real impressed with how the girls uh, played at LSU. And when when you were there, because there's different styles of play. Were you were you uh, when you get guys were at Southern Miss? Were y'all a build? Like, would you build from the back, or would you look really to send stuff in the corner and you know send across, or is it just kind of whatever you're feeling that day, the attack mode? I would say it's honestly what we're feeling. Uh, soccer's not, in my opinion, it's not really a sport that you can plan out every single step of the game. But a lot right. of our plays did start out from the back, from our uh, defense or goalkeepers, and we just moved the ball on up. We uh, we asked Coach Mo because uh, what he was thinking. I mean, it's really funny. We we look at the first three games that these the Lady Eagles will play this year at LSU, at Mississippi State. 
at Missouri. I mean, what a, a desiring schedule, you know, to throw people right there in the fire. But how important is it for these exhibition games early on before you hit conference and non-conference play? It's honestly very important. I mean, you're starting out the season with some really good teams, so you're going to set the pace for the entire season with these games that they're starting out playing. I honestly think it's one of the best lineups that they've ever had in regards to starting out a season, even if it is preseason. Yeah, they're not in our conference, but at the end of the day, these games are what's going to get them ready for the rest of the season. And I think it's very good that they're playing very good teams, that they're going to challenge them, and I'm sure they're going to kill it. Right. Well, I was I was really impressed with what how they played down in Baton Rouge, and looking forward to Starkville. Uh, you look back at your career. Is there is there one game, one moment that just really takes the cake when you think about uh, your your best moment at Southern Miss? Oh goodness, I I honestly don't think I can pick one. I do remember. I think it was my sophomore year. No, my junior year. We beat Alabama in a just a friendly in the spring. And I thought that was pretty memorable. We were all very excited. And, I mean, anytime that you beat a team like Alabama, you're going to be pretty pumped. But, um, no, I I can't honestly pick just one game. We've had many incredible games and some that weren't. So, I don't know. I I couldn't choose, to be honest. Hey, that, that's okay. That means you had a great career. But when you look at you, you mentioned how all your teammates are spread out. Brooke Hendricks is playing over, uh, you know, in the Premier League in, in, yeah. in England. It's pretty amazing uh, how people from so far come together, live four or five years together, and then spread back out. It, it really is. I mean, yeah, Brooke is doing incredible things right now in soccer. I'm honestly so proud, and it, it brings me joy to know that, like, she's presenting Southern Miss and our team in that way. And like you said, yeah, we're literally spread everywhere all over the country. And we have some people that are from out of the country as well that, yeah, they do end up going back to where they, uh, where their homes are. But we still manage to stay in touch. I think that's what's so incredible playing college sport is that you really do build your lifelong friendships while being there. I mean, you live with these people for four years. You eat with them. You Sometimes you sleep in the same hotel together. You know, you spent right. almost 24-7 with these people, so you can't help but make those bonds. And that's one of the greatest things I think Southern Miss and soccer has given me is those friendships. Just a few seconds left, uh, Andrea. What, what are you doing now? Tell our listeners where you're at and what you're doing now. I'm back home in Pensacola. I'm a manager in training for Centos. And I'm actually on my last year in the program. And then after that, uh, I'm looking to get either a sales position or a service position within the company and move up from there. All right, Andrew. That's great. We really appreciate you joining us today. And and like Bob Getty said, thank you so much uh, for being on the Eagle Hour today. We appreciate it. Well, thank you all. You have a good day. Andre Rivera, everybody. We'll be right back. We're going to talk to Sean Wansley over at Jones College about that junior college connection. Uh, Lots more to come on the Eagle Hour. Don't go anywhere. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. 
Welcome back, everybody. I want to thank Andrea Rivera for joining us, a soccer player back in Pensacola, Florida now. We thank her for her time on today's program. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. It is about time to make a trip to Campus Bookmart if you're planning on being at the first football game because I guarantee you, guarantee you they have new football apparel waiting on you right now at Campus Bookmart. And probably a great time to go down and uh, save a lot of money on the summer stuff that uh, they've had all year, the short sleeve shirts, polos, T-shirts, that sort of thing. And uh, then pick up your fall stuff as well while you're down there on Hardy Street. If you can't see them in person, just go to CampusBookmart, M-A-R-T dot net, and order what you like, and they will deliver it right to your front door. There's only one place to go for Southern Miss Apparel, and that, of course, is Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. Bob, Luke, and Dalton from the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg, the Perfect Ten, speaking of the First Bank. He'll be making an appearance, a return appearance, I should say, on this show here very soon. Starting next week, we're going to be talking to play-by-play announcers from the different Conference USA football programs. Uh, that the Golden Eagles will be facing this year and competing against. We're looking forward to that. Also, Russ Anderson coming up on the show pretty soon. He's the Associate Commissioner of Conference USA that runs football and baseball operations for the conference, and we always enjoy our preseason conversation with Russell. So uh, we've got a lot of good guests coming up, and uh, we're looking forward uh, to talking to all of them uh, as the days continue. All right, we've got a good guest right now. Sean Wansley is the Sports Information Director for Jones College in Ellisville. And, Sean, there's a huge connection between Southern Miss and Jones College. Luke and I were talking before the show, five former Jones players on the 2018 baseball team, four players and a coach on the baseball team this year, and the new hitting coach and recruiting coordinator, which was just hired, of course, Travis Creel. I believe there's a Jones connection with Travis Creel, too. So these two schools are pretty much wed when it comes to baseball, aren't they? Oh, very much so. With, uh, you know, Christian Ostrander being the pitching coach at Southern Miss the past two years. Uh, he was the head coach at Jones from uh, 2009 to 2015. Did a phenomenal job with the Bobcat baseball program. Really put it on the map. Took us to the NJCAA Division II World Series for the first time ever in 2011. Ended up winning a couple of state championships and four division championships. And like you say, several players that he coached at Jones ended up at Southern Miss, like uh, you know, Mason Irby and uh, Eric Cord, Fred Franklin, uh, Mason Strickland, those guys. Uh, uh, you know, just a real good pipeline, real good connection. Uh, our head coach, Chris Kirtland, played at Southern Miss on the 2009 College World Series team. So, uh, uh, you know, Coach Kurt, very connected with Southern Miss. And as you mentioned, Travis Creel, he was an assistant at Jones in 2016 when Coach Kirtland and the Bobcats went to Enid, Oklahoma, and won the national championship. So uh, a lot of good a lot of good connection there, a lot of uh, – a lot of history between the two schools and, you know, just a real good relationship, I think, between Southern Miss and Jones baseball. Well, now that I think about it, too, uh, is not the new volunteer coach and camp coordinator for the baseball program. He he coached at Jones as well, am I right? So there are three, three coaches on the staff now, baseball staff, that all coached at Jones College. That is correct. Lad Rhodes 
had been an assistant at Jones the previous uh, several years. Lad played for Coach Oz in 2011 when Jones went to the national tournament in uh, Enid, Oklahoma. Played two years under Coach Oz. Did a fantastic, fantastic job. Did a fantastic job as a uh, an assistant coach at Jones, and now he's in Hattiesburg with. Uh, uh, Coach Eyes and uh, Coach Creel, the old, old uh, guys, are reunited once again. <laughs> so, so uh, I don't know. Maybe we should start calling them the Southern Miss. Uh, I don't know, Bobcats. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah, because <laughs> there's quite the connection. And then Luke tells me three members of of this year's football team were Jones players. Yeah, um, always been a connection there. The the one I'm, uh, you know, Trevor Terry, wide receiver from Long Beach. Um, he's been at Southern Miss a couple of years. And uh, going back to uh, baseball, you mentioned Coach Ostrander. Uh, Daryl Terrell, a young man that played at Southern Miss in the early 90s uh, from Jones. He's originally from Heidelberg. Came to Jones in 93-94, played at Southern Miss 95 and 96, was an all-conference USA tackle. And, uh, of course, the head basketball coach at Southern Miss, Jay Ladner, was the head coach at Jones in the 2012-13-2013-14 seasons. He led Jones to the national championship in 2014, the first time and only time a Mississippi Juco has ever won the national title in uh, men's basketball in the NJCAA. And I mentioned Ostrander, Darrell Terrell, and Jay Ladner because we just announced that they will be inducted into the Jones College Sports Hall of Fame here in September. So uh, three wow. former... Um, you know, three Bobcats are very connected to Southern Miss will be in the uh, J.C. Sports Hall of Fame here in about four weeks. And, Sean, I- I'm fixing to break a broadcasting rule to ask you about a young man whose name has slipped my mind. But Luke and I were talking about that. that just three or four years ago, there was an outstanding Friday night pitcher on the baseball team that had pitched two years at Jones for the life of me. I, I don't know why his, his name it's is. Andrew Pierce, I think, that's Sean. It. I think that's, that's who it, it is. Yes, that's it. A, a great pitcher, Sean, that came from, yeah. from Jones to Southern Mill. He was outstanding. Yeah, you know, uh, Andrew Pierce. Uh, right. uh, Andrew, he's from Stringer, uh, pitched at Jones and pitched at Southern Miss. And uh, uh, like you say, he was a tremendous pitcher. He just uh, had the ability to get players out. Uh, did a fantastic job for Jones, and so the Miss pitched the Bobcats again, playing for Coach Eyes uh, uh, to the national tournament when we went for the first time. So, uh, you know, very much connection there, and I kind of look for it to continue with, uh, you know, Coach Kirtland here still at Jones. We had a lot of great uh, baseball players uh, here with the Bobcats, and I'm sure that Coach Eyes knows they're up here. <laughs> Right, Luke, I think we've established there really is no connection between the two schools. Would you agree with that? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Sean, um, you, you were talking about you know Jay Ladner winning the, the first JUCO uh, national championship in the state of Mississippi. We've had you know a lot of interaction with him in the short time he's been at Southern Miss. Just to help Southern Miss fans understand what kind of special person they're getting with Jay Ladner. Oh, Jay's uh, uh, just an outstanding person. Uh, a lot of people at Southern Miss uh, – May or may not know, he was on the 1987 NIT championship team for Coach Turk. Uh, and he, when he got out of, when he finished Southern Miss, he went into, I believe, uh, private uh, or business there for a year or two. But he wanted to get into coaching, and he, that's what he did. He coached, you know, St. Stanislaus for many years, and he went to uh, his alma mater at Oak Grove 
and then he came to Jones. And I think the the thing about Coach Ladner, uh, what an outstanding uh, X and O guy he is. Uh, uh, their practices uh, here at Jones, I'm sure at Southern Miss, are very detailed. Uh, uh, you know, very uh, well put together, and he, he's just an outstanding tactician to me. Uh, the year we won the national title in uh, Hutchinson, Kansas, uh, you know, we were the lowest seed to ever ever win the tournament. We won five games in five days uh, to win wow. it. And I, I know we beat in the first round, might have been our toughest game. We played a, a school out of uh, Illinois, Highlands College, I believe. And that was a tough game. We had the uh, they had a guy hit about seven or eight three-pointers on us, and he missed one at the end, and we ended up winning by two. And then we beat Hill College, Texas, in overtime in round two. And then in round three, we played an outstanding team from Chipola, uh, Florida. And they had a big, about a 6'9 center that uh, went to Auburn after he left Chipola. And we pulled away in the last few minutes and beat them. So that got us to the semifinals. And we played Vincennes, Indiana, a very tradition-rich team that's won the title several times. And, uh, you know, they, they were pretty talkative, but we ended up beating them pretty uh, soundly. And in the championship game, we beat the number one team in the nation, Indian Hills uh, College out of Iowa, uh, and beat them rather handily. Uh, you know, our team played so well that week. And the amazing thing, going back to then, and it's still true, uh, you're only allotted three, uh, you know, out-of-state players. And we had three guys from New York City on that team, and the rest were all from Mississippi. And uh, the team we beat, Indian Hills out of Iowa, they had zero players from the state of Iowa on that team. They they had players from all over the country, and uh, I believe some even from Canada and that type thing. But uh, that was an amazing week for uh, Jones College, led by Coach Jay Ladner. And the, the more we played, the better we got. It was just really something to see that week. Wow. Hey, look, we're about to run out of time here. We want to hold you over, though, Sean, because uh, a lot of things to talk about between the two schools. And also there's a connection between Super Talk Mississippi and Jones College uh, that's gotten even stronger this year than, than it has been in past years, and it's always been a great relationship between our company uh, and your school as well as your school and Southern Miss. So can you hang on for a, a few minutes and let us continue our conversation? Oh, yeah, sounds great. All right, Sean Wansley, everybody, Sports Information Director at Jones College in Ellisville, Mississippi. We'll be back as the Eagle Hour continues. To the top. Back on a Wednesday. Thanks for spending your Wednesday afternoon with us here on the Eagle Hour. Third segment brought to us every day by 4th Street Bar and Grill, located just in the shadow of M.M. Roberts Stadium near the campus of the University of Southern Mississippi on 4th Street. Whatever you need, uh, just great food. Trivia, Southern Miss memorabilia, 
Uh, weekly specials, daily specials, 4th Street Bar and Grill is the place to go. Bob, Luke, and Dalton from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg. And downtown Laurel, we continue our conversation with Sean Wansley of the Jones College Bobcats. And Sean, you and I, uh, we've known each other over uh, over the years. Uh, we got to know each other very well last year, literally rubbing elbows with each other uh, for uh, Jones uh, College football. And I'll be uh, up there again with uh, you and, and Mark Easley with the radio broadcast this year. And one of the things that Bob mentioned before uh, you know, we went to a commercial break. Is that pleased to have uh, on uh, the the Laurel Station this year, Jones College football? And when you look at what the Bobcats have done uh, the last several years, Steve Buckley has has taken the program even to, to a higher level. There's no no doubt about it. Uh, I feel like the Bobcats have just gotten better and better each year under Coach Buckley, and this will be his fourth season at Jones. Uh, I believe, uh, uh, what, about two-thirds of the players are back off of that roster from last year and uh, had a really good team last year, just 10-2, uh, and two, came up just short in the state championship game against East Mississippi, but able to get a reward and go to the Mississippi Bowl last year and defeat Eastern Arizona 27-7 uh, to seven to end up the year 10-2. and two. So, uh, you know, it was a nice season. You know, anytime you get 10 wins, especially in JUCO where you only have a – a nine-game regular season, that's pretty nice. And uh, I think uh, spirits are high this year. Expectations are high once again with most of the players back. Uh, uh, you know, I touch on a couple of kids very quickly. But, you know, the Watts brothers, uh, Deuce and Fat, back from pedal once again at wide receiver. They're going to be uh, even better this year. Uh, you look at uh, a couple of the kids, Bacchivius uh, Daniel and uh, Dalen Gill. Bacchivius, uh, uh, defensive back, and Dalen up. Uh, Linebacker, another outstanding uh, duo there. And then, of course, Kalen Granberry, uh, running back out of Memphis, had a great year last year, over 1,000 yards. Uh, you know, expect, expectations are very high for him heading into this season. Uh, LaDamian Webb, a young man, he's out of uh, Opelika, Alabama. Uh, I believe he was the 6th player of the year in Alabama after the uh, 2017 season. He, and he signed with uh, Mississippi State. He ended up going to Hutchinson College in Kansas. I don't think he played at all last year. So he, after sitting out a year, LaDamian Webb uh, is back. He's a, about a 5'8", 190 running back, and the coaches are very, very high on him. So a lot of good players uh, just uh, trying to get ready right now. The team came back on Monday, went through their first practice of August yesterday and had the second practice this morning. And, um uh, you know, you get back to campus here just a couple of days ago, and that first game was right on top of it. We, we go to Cahoma on August the 29th to open it up with a 7 o'clock kickoff against the Tigers up in Clarksdale. So it is it is on us, that is for sure. Well, let me give both of you boys a, a piece of advice before you go to Cahoma, because I lived in the <laughs> Delta a long time. You go buy you the biggest can of Deke spray you can find and you coach yourself from your toes to your head before you start the broadcast because you're going to meet the biggest nastiest mosquitoes on the planet oh yeah we we were up there a couple of years ago and uh they've kind of redone the stadium it's, it's it's pretty nice up there so uh but you know we got we still got to make that uh 30 or 40 yard walk from the parking lot to the press right, box, so right. They, they can get us in that little a short right. distance there but 
Uh, we're looking forward to it. I'll tell you why we have you on the show, Sean. I want to I ask you about something that some of our listeners around the state may not know. We've had this gentleman on this radio show two or three times, and, and, and a message to Sheila. We need to book him and bring him back. But a few years ago, to the surprise of many, many people, a very famous football player and coach by the name of Ray Perkins decided he was going to come back and he was going to coach junior college sports. Now, this is a guy that coached the New York Giants, the New England Patriots, the Tampa Bay Bucks, Alabama, as I recall. Was he not a coach at Alabama? Am I right yeah, about he, that? Yeah. He is the guy that followed Bear Bryant. Right, Alabama, was an all-American player at Alabama, and this to me is the coolest thing. Caught a touchdown pass from Johnny Unitas in an NFL championship game. Oh yeah, he lives here in South Mississippi. He's a very humble guy, but really extraordinary figure uh, in the history of football. He comes back to Jones for a very short time, and people kind of shaking their head and thinking, "Well, you know, he's he's on up in age, and why would he do this?" And in the short time he was there, came very close to winning a state championship, didn't he? Yeah, uh, Coach Perkins was here, I believe, 2012 and 2013. And his second year, we got to the state championship game against one of those uh, uh, East Mississippi teams that's so good and came up short against East Mississippi. But, yeah, Coach Perkins uh, coached here for two years, a very, very nice man, very good man, and uh, just to show you what he means to folks, uh, he was able to get Bill Belichick to come here, and uh, they had a little program down at the, the uh, Lake Terrace Convention Center with uh, Coach Belichick, and uh, you know fans could go uh, to dinner mm-hmm. that night and meet him. And I remember Coach Belichick came here that afternoon, and baseball was getting ready to play Hines. I'm pretty sure in a doubleheader, and Coach Belichick goes into the baseball locker room and gives a little pregame speech to the the baseball team, which is pretty neat. <laughs> and then uh, I believe either the following year or the year after, uh, Bill Parcells uh, comes here. Uh, uh, you know, Coach Perkins, uh, Coach Parcells was hired by Coach Perkins with the New, the, the New York Giants. Mm-hmm. And, um, and uh, in fact, Coach Perkins told the story when he was the coach with the Giants. He, he, told, he asked somebody, who is the best linebacker coach in the nation? We need him here. And everybody said Bill Parcells, and Parcells was coaching out at Air Force at the time. And uh, Parcells comes to the Giants, and the rest is history. So it's pretty neat, you know, to meet uh, Bill Belichick and Bill Parcells here <laughs> yeah. on campus inviting ACJC. If I'm not mistaken, didn't Coach Parcells actually make a road trip with the football team, rode on the bus the whole nine yards, and and actually stood on the sidelines at a game? Am I right about that? That is correct. We played over at Southwest Mississippi, and here the buses pull up in Summit, and here's Ray Perkins and Bill Parcells getting off the bus. That's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> and Coach Parcells, he stood on the sidelines for most of the game and watched, and uh, he finally, he, we went to the bus because several people were coming up to him and, you know, trying to get pictures and that during the game, and he obviously he's not that you know, he, he was a great guy that night, but, you know, during the game, right there on the sidelines, he didn't want to distract, right. you know, from the game itself. So right. he went and uh, uh, got, sat, on him, uh, sat on the bus by himself, but it was pretty neat to have uh, those two former New York Giant football coaches uh, side by side and uh, – it was fun listening to those guys talk. And Fanay Ruffin, who works obviously for the university, told me the story of uh, 
of Coach Belichick coming and how when she was told that it would be her responsibility to kind of be his guide, she went home and started looking at some of his interviews that he had done after games and was just terrified. Uh, and then she said he turned out to be one of the most charming, nicest per- people she had ever met in her life. He, he was. Yeah. She said he was very, very impressive. Oh, he was extremely nice to everybody here and got his picture made with every player before they left the locker room. Uh, you know, he talked to the team that afternoon, and it's kind of funny. Uh, Dion Branch played here, and Dion played for Coach Belichick with the Patriots. In fact, was a Super Bowl MVP one time with the Patriots. And uh, in our weight room, we have a little sign back there: Dion Branch uh, weight room or something like that. And he saw that picture, and he just lit up. He said, "I've got to get a picture of this." <laughs> and uh, he took a picture of the Dion Branch. Uh, uh, weightlifting sign, and I'm sure he sent it to him. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, and Parcells has had some pretty good success in the league, hasn't he? Oh, yeah. Uh, no question. How, about, uh, how many Super Bowls between those two coaches that were on your campus, Sean? Oh, my goodness. What Patriots have won. How many six under Belichick? Right. And, and I think uh, Parcells won three, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he, at least two or two. three. So there's eight or nine. Two. Yeah, so that that's pretty amazing right there. And, uh, um, and, yeah, and also, I uh, Sean Payton uh, was also here one year, uh, I believe, during uh, uh, Coach Perkins' uh, tenure. He was able to get him up here for a little fundraiser. But um, anyway, just you know, Coach Perkins has a lot of pull, a lot of connections, and he Clearly. certainly showed that. Clearly. <laughs> hey, great conversation, Sean. I also want to mention that Jones is going to be sponsoring the high school scoreboard on the Super Talk stations in Laurel and Hattiesburg uh, this fall, which obviously is the go-to high school sports show uh, every Friday night at 10 o'clock. So uh, we're, we're looking forward to that. We're looking forward to broadcasting your games and uh, had a great conversation with you, man. We really appreciate you coming on our show. Yeah, thanks. No problem. Looking forward to uh, both the high school and the JUCO season. I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, look forward to having a good time this fall. There we go. Sean Wansley, everybody, Sports Information Director at the one and only Jones College. We'll be right back. Eagle Hour, the Eagle Hour, Southern Miss to the top. Closing it out on a Wednesday. Appreciate Sean Wansley for joining us in those last two segments, talking uh, Jones College and Southern Miss, the connection. Tyreek Moody uh, out of Petal, Trevor Terry out of Long Beach, and uh, Barrett 
uh, Barham out of Clinton, all from Jones College and all on the uh, 2019 football squad uh, for the Golden Eagles. Gulfport Home Center brings you the fourth segment of the Eagle Hour every single day. More room for you, more room for your family. Whatever you need, new or used, manufactured housing, Gulfport Home Center on Highway 49 in Gulfport is the place to go. And we greatly appreciate their sponsorship of the Eagle Hour. Well, uh, there's a... Jack Duggins and his, his staff's been churning out these uh, just profile articles on different Southern Miss football players as we've been going through camp. Today it's on uh, Jordan Mitchell, uh, which Jordan Mitchell, he's a redshirt senior and and uh, really sprung, has, has come to the surface in the last few years for the Golden Eagles. And along with Tim Jones and Quez Watkins, he's going to be looking uh, for for a lot of playing time this year and really to uh, to make an, an impact uh, on the Southern Miss football team. And, of course, uh, Jordan's a local kid, 6'3", 202, out of Oak Grove High School right there, Bob, where you're staring at it. Mm-hmm. So Jordan Mitchell, good story uh, on him at southernmiss.com. And, you know, Bob, it always helps uh, whenever you, you see beyond the jersey, you see beyond the face mask. And and uh, several Southern Miss fans, and over the years, you know, you, you feel a, a personal connection to the, to the kids you cheer for on the school. So props to Jack and his staff for churning these out every day. Hey, no question. Uh, show going to be uh, back on the road this Friday down at Ramey Motors in Purvis. And I wanted to ask you, Luke, are you going to understand you've made a purchase down there at Ramey's? Are you going to pick it up when we're down there Friday? We're in the process of doing it. So uh, we're in the process. Lauren and I are in the process of buying some property, and I'm going to need a zero turn. So Dakota and I have already picked it out. It's going to be a 52-inch uh, Gravely with a Kawasaki motor, and I will let you uh, – I don't know about Kelly, but, Bob, you'll you'll be able to fit on it, okay? So I do want to drive I just, it, yeah. I'll let you sit on my throne. Maybe yeah. we could drive it around the parking lot this Friday. You think they'd let us do that? Sure they would because I don't know how to drive it. I got to learn how to drive it. Yeah, I have never, never owned a zero turn. You've never I had one riding mowers. No. Well, my dad had I had a John Deere riding lawnmower when I was a, a kid, and for the last eight years we've lived in town. So I just have done a push mower forever, and I'm gonna be just. It's gonna be amazing with the zero turn. <laughs> All right, we're gonna start our conference USA football previews next week. We're gonna have the play by play voice of the UTEP Miners on the show next Tuesday. Thursday, we'll be visiting uh, with the voice of the North Texas Mean Green. So we're going to start the week off with uh, UTEP and North Texas. Going to try to get to every school between now and the start of football season as we're really starting to turn our eyes, our eyes toward the gridiron here, obviously, uh, as uh, the month of August uh, continues uh, to roll along. So we look forward to that. Always, I think it's always cool to talk to these guys uh, from the other teams and uh, – and, and here's the truth about doing football interviews, Luke. You'll get a lot more truthful, accurate information from the play-by-play guys than you will the coach because the coach is always going to downplay everything. Oh, you know, we're not very good, and uh, we're going to have to do this. And the, But the play-by-play guys will give you an honest evaluation of the football team, so I'm looking forward to doing that. I'm sure you are too. Every coach in any sport will do that, except John McCormick at Florida Atlantic. You remember that we right, had him on? Right. Yeah, we're pretty good this year. We're gonna right. we're gonna push people there, and we're just like, thanks, Coach Mack. But yeah, when if you're talking to anybody else right now, especially football, uh, they're just kind of pushing themselves down. And, and and where it gets hilarious is when Nick Saban does that. You know. Yeah, just when yeah, Saban's like, yeah, we got to, yeah, okay. yeah, we got to do, it. yeah, okay, whatever, man. Uh, and I will have to say that uh, I think I can speak for Luke about this. 
our two favorite baseball coaches, obviously Scott Berry is our favorite, but we both really love Coach Mack at Florida Atlantic. He's a great guy, a real honest dude, and uh, I think you and I are sort of – I think that's sort of become our number two college baseball team, Luke. Well, yeah, if, if uh, you're talking, you know, active coaches. Right. Uh, because Corky Palmer's out there growling at right, you right, right now, Bob. No, after I'm you made an act, statement, I mean active coaches, yeah. Ab- absolutely. Just those – the, the way that he's run his program and uh, the way that he has been more than willing at any time you know some some in some places they'll they'll send you you know somebody on the staff uh, but but McCormick has always wanted to talk to us on the Eagle hour and and I told Sheila the other day you know we were talking about all this stuff I said listen call Florida Atlantic and just tell them straight up you want to talk to Lane Kiffin who knows? With that guy's personality, he could be on the Eagle Hour in two weeks. Well, we don't exactly know, you know, right. but it's worth that's the exactly shot. Right. I'll say this last thing about Coach Mack. I did have a chance to visit with him for a few minutes after the championship game in the baseball tournament, which, of course, they lost to the Golden Eagles. Obviously, really disappointed, but as gracious in that moment as he was any time that he was on the radio show. So he's a... He's a real credit to college baseball, along with Scott Berry, needless to say. And, and you're right, Corky Palmer. I mean, how much fun is it to have Corky on the show? I mean, that's a, that that Hill Denson may be the two most colorful interviews we've ever done, right? We, we, sh- we should do a reunion show where we let Hill and Corky just talk the whole time. Might be dangerous, but it'd right. be pretty good. We wouldn't have to say a word. We could throw Joy Lee McNellis in the middle to get female representation, and we could just walk out of the studio and come back and wrap it just up. Just walk out. It's their show. <laughs> That'd be good. All right. Back on the air tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Thanks a lot for listening every day. We really do appreciate it. And until tomorrow, Southern Miss. To, to the, the top. top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.